Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's Super Bowl week. It's Super Bowl week. Bickley and Murata, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Media Row. Happy Friday, Valley sports fans. As Sarah Cazell just told you, welcome to the end of a long, historic week in the Valley. We are live on Media Row in downtown Phoenix. And you know what? I think we should stage our own boycott to that because why shouldn't we stand up for radio? We are torchbearers for radio. Yes. We are live on Radio Row, Super Bowl 57. All these online content creators. Where are they right now? Where are all the digital online? I don't see any of them right now. They're working banker's hours. That's what I'm saying. We are the backbone of this whole damn operation. But. (laughs) Preach. (laughs) Preach. Except all week we have also been presenting video content and social media content. Shut up, Jared. (laughs) Shut up, Jared. (laughs) Yes, we have. We have. True. Yeah. yeah, but Vince Morata appeared on TikTok. I was on TikTok. Oh, did he not tell you that? Oh, baby. Yes. What happened? I missed this. I didn't, I didn't was know it I your just... Kevin Durant's image? Uh, His call. The yeah. call. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yes, that made okay. it to to the TikTok, and okay. it got quite the reaction because the guy who was behind me, like, where the hell am I right? Now? <laughs> he was looking at me like I had four heads. Why is this guy screaming about wow. Kevin Durant in the middle of Super Bowl Radio Row? Why aren't you screaming about Kevin Durant yes, in the middle of Super sir. Bowl Radio Row? It's a big deal. What are you doing about yeah, all Yeah, why are you here this week? <laughs> wow. We've made it to Friday, okay. though. Yeah. Can, can we you have, tell? We, no, no. Listen, it's been all good. Generally, Friday, if this Super Bowl were elsewhere 10 years earlier, by this day and this morning, this time on a Friday, I would be wrecked. Yes. Wrecked. Mm-hmm. So listen, I'm good. This is I, this is all good. And I'd have you know you've adapted during the week too. You came in with with your own goods today. Coffee has been an issue early in the morning in it downtown has. Phoenix, but it you has. figured it out. Well, listen, and so what I've done here, and it's it's before the show, I've had a walk to a Starbucks two blocks up the road, and it's it started to aggravate me because it's in the lobby of the Westin, the downtown Westin here, and every morning there's a lot of NFL Network people. They're all waiting outside the Starbucks to open. They open. At 5:30, mm-hmm. and there's nine, ten people there who want their coffee, and there's workers inside just waiting for it to become 5:30. And I'm thinking, the Super Bowl's in town. Open the doors ten minutes early. It's not going to kill you. <coughs> but they okay, ha- they so haven't my, adapted. Okay, so so you my did. point is exactly. Yes. So I brought my own K cups with me today, <laughs> and I was out using a random machine from Vegas out there. So yeah, yeah. yeah I've uh, as I said earlier, I gamed the system. It took me five days, but I figured it out. You got there. Yeah. What have you figured out, Jarrett? <laughs> I- <laughs> Splash, splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. Splash. Stop rubbing your eyes. Stop rubbing your eyes, Vinny. Splash. Brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, yesterday's NBA trade deadline, a dizzying affair, not just here in Phoenix, where, of course, the Suns dealt for 13 time All Star former MVP Kevin Durant in a swap with the Brooklyn Nets that also brings back TJ Warren. Sends Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder for first-round picks to the Nets. Crowder spun off. We'll get to that later. Suns weren't done either. Yesterday, they sent forward Dario Sharic to the Oklahoma City Thunder, along with... 
Darius Baisley, six foot eight player, twenty two years old, in his fourth year, and uh, was averaging fifteen point four minutes a game off the OKC bench. Have we checked on Dave Burns? The Dario Sharich era is, is that over. Still a thing with Burns? Oh yeah, I think so. I really? did. I did check on him. I sent him a text when I saw the news. I thought that ended a long time ago. I think maybe he just kind of kept it in his heart. Okay, kept it quiet right, in his yeah. heart. Okay. I mean, it was difficult for most of the season to, uh, to listen, be a, 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 a Sun, big Dario fan. If you're a Suns fan and you're lamenting the loss of Dario Sharage right now, you really need to kind of get with the program. <laughs> Dave Burns, you better get with the program. No, but seriously, if you're lamenting the end of Dario Sharage, who barely played this year at a time when they're about to add Kevin Durant, come yeah. on. He was starting that, to play that better. That is the definition of small time. Yes. Um, are you of the belief... Dario Sharich does not go down with a knee injury in Game One. Are you of the belief that Suns win that series? I'm not. I, I, I you know what I say. You, you, you can't contain Dario Sharich. You. <laughs> what was Giannis going to do with Dario? Yeah, I mean, really. I, let's let's stop. I mean, in Game One, Giannis only had like 20 points. Yeah. Dario okay. goes out. Okay. The numbers okay. increase. All right. Uh, former son Jay Crowder was spun off by the Nets to the Milwaukee Bucks in a three-team trade that sends Serge Ibaka, George Hill, Jordan Wara. That package that the Suns could have got from uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, but uh, Crowder finally ends in Milwaukee. Uh, there was just a ton of trades yesterday. Denver acquires center Thomas Howard from the Lakers, also traded Bones Highland to the Clippers. The Lakers sent guard Patrick Beverly to Orlando from Mo Bamba. Joe, John Wall got traded back to Houston, part of a three-team deal with Memphis and the Clippers. Uh, the clip, uh, Memphis also gets Luke Kennard. Grizzlies, or the Clippers get Eric Gordon. Uh, Reggie Jackson traded by the Clippers to Charlotte. Keep an eye on Reggie Jackson as a possibility to come to the Suns after a buyout. Uh, Golden State traded young center James Wiseman in a three-team deal that sends Sadiq Bay to the Atlanta Hawks. Warriors also reacquire Gary Payton the second from Portland. And after all the rumors emanating from Toronto... Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Gary Trent Jr. all stayed put. The Raptors did make one trade. They picked up Jakob Pertl. We thought that was where it was all going to start. Was, and they yeah, didn't do anything. How Chicago didn't do anything. I know. It, I know. But yeah. I think 19 of the 30 teams made a trade. Yeah. The the Suns stole everybody's mojo, man. But the Kevin Durant <laughs> they trade. They just said, all right, you know what? We can't top yeah. that. Forget it. Pretty much. Hang up the phones. Uh, the Suns were playing shorthanded without the three players traded or the three new players coming in. And Devin Booker sat due to injury management. So not surprising that the yeah. winning streak came to an end in Atlanta. Well, I'm so glad Wolf's prediction that the arrival of Kevin Durant would have a profound effect on DeAndre Ayton because, man, was he a monster on the boards last night. Monster! And apparently that uh, that was all contagious. Nobody rebounded the ball last night. D.A. had but two it, rebounds It was the night. first time I looked it up because we, we just said DeAndre Ayton went yeah. back-to-back 30 and 15, the first time he's ever done that. Uh-huh. Last night was the first time he's ever played more than 25 minutes with two or less rebounds. Mm. But over his last three like, games, he's playing, averaging over 10 rebounds a game. Yeah, he was playing like a guy who was bummed out not to be moved to trade deadline. Yeah, Trey Young put on a show, 36 points, 12 assists. DeJounte Murray had 19 for the Suns, and the difference in that 116-107 win, as we mentioned, was rebounding 59 rebounds for Atlanta to 35 for the Suns. The Hawks had 20 on the offensive glass. Five-game road trip comes to a close tonight in Indianapolis against the Pacers. Devin Booker should be back tonight. Five o'clock tip. Pre-game starts at 4.30 on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. Um, I don't know if you guys know it. We're just two days away from the Super Bowl. <laughs> I heard we're like 58 and a half hours away is, from the Super Bowl. Is that what it is? Yeah. 
Well, I, I, I had forgotten. Someone was screaming it down the hall. I don't know. <laughs> Kansas City and Philadelphia, third Super Bowl appearance for the Eagles in the last, or for the Chiefs in the uh, last four years. Fifth overall for the Chiefs. The Eagles are here for the uh, first time since the 2017 season when they won their only Super Bowl title. It's their fourth appearance overall. Eagles, a point and a half favorite. Kickoff 4:30 on Sunday. Fox has the television coverage. Right here in downtown Phoenix last night, NFL Honors, hosted by Kelly Clarkson. They handed out all the postseason awards, and Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, MVP again, his second league MVP. That highlighted the night. Brian Dayball of the Giants, Coach of the Year. Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings, named the Offensive Player of the Year, while Nick Bosa took the defensive hardware. New York Jets uh, swept the rookie awards. Garrett Wilson wins the offensive award, and Sauce Gardner taking the defense. Uh, Geno Smith of the Seahawks won Comeback Player of the Year, and Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott won the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Uh, All that packed into a two-hour show. Yeah, how about it? Uh, The 2023 Pro Football Hall of Fame class also unveiled. Cornerbacks Darrell Rivas and Rondé Barber get in. Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware. Uh, the members elected by the senior committee, Joe Klecko, Chuck Howley, Ken Riley, and former Chargers and Cardinals coach Don Coriel finally gets the nod as well. They did not get all the way through the first round of the WM Phoenix Open because Thursday's action was delayed by Frost. But a couple of Canadians, Nick Taylor, not of Duran Duran, and Adam Hadwin find themselves atop the leaderboard in Scottsdale. They both shot 566. One stroke better than uh, yeah. American Xander Shoffley. John Rahm, uh, still looking for his Love first win guy. of the event. Uh, three under through 13 holes when play was It was uh, It was a crazy day in terms of the wind. Uh, not to get golf geeky, but the wind was like it rarely ever is on that golf course. Yesterday. Really? Rarely. Yeah. Um, veteran players didn't know what to do with it. it. 16, the famed 16, was like a torture chamber yesterday for guys. Couldn't figure out what the wind was doing. Yeah, I'm tell- and it's going to be crazy like that again today. Were you at 16 when Stuart Singh showed up in his Kevin Durant jersey? <laughs> no, no, I missed that. Oh, that, was, but, that was a classic That is moment. good, yes. Coyotes back on the road tonight. They face the Blackhawks at United Center in Chicago. Yotes coming off a home win over the Minnesota Wild. The Blackhawks are in last place in the Central Division, five points behind the Coyotes, but they did beat Arizona in early January in Tempe. 6.30 is when that game gets underway. Pre-game coverage at 6 on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. ASU rallied from as many as 13 down to notch a much-needed road win at Stanford, 69-65. Devils closed on an 8-0 run, did not allow a Cardinal point over the final 4:05 of the game. Desmond Cambridge Jr., DJ Horn, made huge three-pointers in a 31-second span near the two-minute mark to give ASU the lead, and then Horn iced it with two free throws That's with eight one. seconds left. That's one, Vinny. And that was the tougher one of the two on paper. Uh, on the other side of the bay, fourth-ranked Arizona crushed Cal in Berkeley, 85-62. Azulis Tabellas, he's going to be the Pac-12 player of the year, isn't he's, he? he? He just keeps getting stronger and stronger yeah. and stronger as the season goes on. 23-14 and 14 for yep. the Cats. Pella Larson had 16 off of the bench for Arizona, and they'll swap opponents tomorrow in the Bay Area. There you go. There is your splash for a very, very, very busy Friday, February 10th. As we continue our coverage live from Media Road, Super Bowl 57 Media Road coverage is brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. More reaction to the Phoenix Suns, as Bick said, kind of blowing up the whole trade deadline with this Kevin Durant deal. We'll tell you about it next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Meteor Row. I think that makes them, uh, Phoenix, the favorites in the Western Conference. Denver's still a team to be reckoned with. You got um, you got Jokic. Jamal Murray's been looking better. Aaron Gordon's been having a sensation of year. They've got some depth, shooting, athletes, etc. But when you think about Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Chris Paul in the lineup, I don't want to hear anything about another team being a favorite in your conference. That's it. At the end of the day... Kevin Durant, even though he may go back at people on Twitter, all he wants to do is play basketball. He is the ultimate mercenary, mm. and he loves the game. So you surround him with other basketball geeks like CP3 and Devin Booker with the way they're in the gym. Uh, that, to me, is a trio that is destined to do something great in this game. That's uh, some of the national reaction to the big deal that went down two nights ago. Stephen A. Smith with Rich Eisen talking about the Suns and his mind being the favorite in the West. That's Jay Williams from ESPN on with Wolf and Luke yesterday about the uh, the basketball geek component. We'll see how it all shakes out. There is one thing, and after all of the the glow of all of it, and we, we spent four hours talking about it, reacting to it yesterday, Bick, there is one thing that does concern me, and that is... The Phoenix Suns still play in a very crowded Western Conference, uh-huh. and we're probably looking at a maximum of 22 games of Kevin Durant mm-hmm. with this team before the playoffs start. Yep. And when you have this big a shift in your roster, there's some things that have to be worked out. How well over a 22-game span, which is not a lot, getting ready for a postseason run, if they're now the favorites, how you know, combobulated can can they get in that time? That yeah. that that well, that's a concern. That is a concern. That's a very small sample size, and and I think that aside from the part that it's going to be maybe there's a level of difficulty attached to this that people don't um that people don't realize because they're playing rotisserie basketball and they're dropping Kevin Durant into the lineup and saying oh nobody can touch this who can who can beat this one two punch it, it is obviously not that simple so there's that then there's also what is our experience going to be as a basketball town that is weighted all this time that had grown a deep affinity for the previous team and the twins and all of that suddenly getting behind a team that is trying to find itself a brand new uh, nucleus of guys at the at, at game number 61 of the regular season it's going to be very very odd if they roll into the playoffs and win a championship uh, I don't know what it's going to feel like I mean that is the end result it's what we all want uh-huh. um, and they certainly have a shot at it I, I don't know how it's going to be perceived it's going to be a fascinating case study because this is uh this is this is quite something. I, I, I doubt we've ever seen this happen before, where a new owner comes in and then a day later a he brings in the best player on the team. Yeah, I mean I heard Max Starks bring up and it's it's not an apples to apples comparison, but the football the recent football example he gave was you know the the Penner group came in uh, in Denver and immediately signed Russell acquired Russell Wilson and gave him that massive deal and Suns fans will be like oh that's not a good example look how that turned out and there's a lot of questions uh, in Denver right now Monty Williams before uh, yesterday's game against the Atlanta Hawks talked about um, just how good he thinks they can be well I think the group that we have once we get healthy we got a chance to be really good we got to get a rhythm we got to understand how we can play together. Um, um, as I said before, Kevin can play with anybody, any team in the league. He can 
find a way to play. Same with Book, same with Chris. And so it's on us to figure out the guys around those guys and how DA fits in all of that. Um, but that's, you know, we have some time for that. Right now I'm, I'm more focused on getting out of here so we can get this win tomorrow. And um, we'll figure out all that stuff as we go forward. Yeah, and I said earlier, look, 22 games is the maximum sample the Suns will probably have with Kevin Durant. That's probably not even a realistic number either when you consider how the Suns are handling players coming back from lengthy injuries. Devin Booker, we saw it last night, injury management. We saw it with Cam Johnson before the trade. You're probably not going to get Kevin Durant a a heavy workload either. Um, There's one game at home after the All-Star break, Mm -hmm. and then there's a road trip right after that that begins in Milwaukee. Uh So so if Kevin Durant is ready out of the break, which is a best-case scenario, and you don't even know that to be true, you're right. He's probably not playing in the last two games. No one probably is. Uh, Lock on wood, nobody is. Let's hope the Suns don't have to win those to get into some sort of play-in tournament. But so yeah, you're I, probably you're, thinking even even the seeding is going to be you know being fought for in those last two right. games for a lot of teams. You right. figure the Suns would be in that, but now there's this balance. You know, rest uh-huh. against uh, a, a sharpness and going in, and how, how do you handle these players with with workloads? It, it's going to be a very very delicate balance. Yeah, and and again, it's and it's not just finding a, a rhythm offensively and finding a structure for these guys. It's it's something like pace of play, and this is one thing where having Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson, these are young guys who move fast and move well. We know that if there's an issue with Chris Paul, to me, it's really his pace of play compared to the way the game is played these days. Um, and so that that to me is something I'm going to be watching. What, how, how fast does this offense operate? Mm-hmm. And does it suddenly get bogged down? Is it going to start to resemble the Mavericks offense? Oof. <laughs> Which is a valid point, but you know, a lot of isolation, a lot of dribbling the air out of the basketball, a lot of late shot clock uh, field goal attempts going well, up. I mean, you've got Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, and that's what they do. They make shots at the end, at the end of shot clocks and yeah. the end of possessions, and and all that. I don't know, but I'm saying these are all these are significant things you got to work out. Absolutely, uh, Chris Paul did say he is excited to play with KD. I'm excited, man. I've been on KD for a long time since. Uh, he was a camper, a five-star basketball camp, you know what I mean? And so, one of the best players ever played game, you know what I mean? And just to know how he approaches the game, um, such a big man, easy money, you know what I mean? But just somebody who, who loves the game like that, you know what I mean? I think that's what brought me and Book close together because he just loved the hoop and KD, he just loved the hoop. So uh, I'm excited about the process of building this team. And for all the critics of the trade that do say, oh, yeah, Monty Williams says KD can play with anybody. How come it didn't work in Brooklyn? Well, it worked in spurts. They couldn't get all of their guys on the court together, yeah. but there was a, a recent run, Bick, before Kevin Durant got hurt where the Nets were the hottest team in the league. They were 18-2, uh-huh. and two, and Kevin Durant was playing at an MVP level. So um, it, for, for, for the doubters, for the critics, sort of the people who are unsure about this trade and don't think it's going to work, there's, there's this year proof that well, Kevin Durant is still really at the top of his game. Yeah, it is. But and, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that we have not talked about that that Chris Paul alluded to via Dwayne Rankin last night at, at the game was how does how does Kevin Durant feel about all of this? And and Chris Paul revealed to Dwayne Rankin that he had a conversation with KD and he didn't say KD was overflowing with joy. 
He said there's a lot going on with KD, and it's kind of overwhelming for him right yeah, now. He's, so it's not like Kevin Durant is out there going, yes! He did preface everything by saying, well, he's not mad about it. He ain't, he, right. Because he, he ain't mad. That's he, right. Yeah. Because he did want out. I mean, that, that's right. why this well, deal went out right. is because Kevin Durant said, I, 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 this is not working anymore. I uh-huh. want out. Mm-hmm. Not as demonstratively as he did last summer, right. but it right. happened. But was this not the place he wanted to go anymore? And so, so there's that, and so, I, so I think that again, there's just it's more complicated than just the rah 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 thing that we that we, that we all engaged in yesterday, and it was perfectly appropriate to do it. I mean, this is a monumental thing that has happened to this basketball team in the city, and I can't wait to experience it. But the real the reality of it's a little different. It could be. A lot of moving pieces. There is a lot of moving pieces. Uh, the Suns did acquire superstar Kevin Durant from the Nets. We're giving you the chance to be the first to get his Suns jersey. Actually, it'll be second because Stuart Sink got the first one. Uh, text <laughs> KD right. to 620-620. Register to win a Phoenix Suns Kevin Durant jersey. That's KD to 620-620. Coming up next, we are inching closer to Super Bowl 57. And I guess we're inching closer to the Arizona Cardinals getting a coach, too. We'll get into both things next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from Media Row at Super Bowl 57 here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Media Row. 2022 AP Most Valuable Player is Patrick Mahomes. First, I want to thank God for giving me this platform and putting so many amazing people around me to help support this dream I've had since I was a little kid. Without him, none of this would even be possible. Patrick Mahomes, as announced by Kurt Warner last night at Symphony Hall, NFL honors going on. He wins his second MVP award. Pretty much a landslide vote. He got 48 of the 50 first-place votes. Jalen Hurts uh, got one. Josh Allen got one. Not a surprise, but, man, potentially, what a week for Patrick Mahomes. Dealing with the ankle injury after the uh, AFC playoff win over Jacksonville. Gets his team to the Super Bowl, uh, which is a couple days away. Wins a second MVP. Imagine capping it off with a second Super Bowl title. Yeah, yes. Um, the fact that it would, that the voting wasn't even close is quite something. And it, and it just kind of speaks to what Kansas City was able to do without Tyreek Hill. And I think there was a lot of, even though I thought that they did a really good job of replacing Tyreek Hill with, with suitable skill players that didn't necessarily hurt Patrick Mahomes' options, uh, I think Patrick Mahomes did a little bit of everything this year and kind of showed who he was. Yeah, if you rewind back to, and not necessarily on this show, but there was a lot of people that thought, all right, this is going to be the end of Kansas City's run, at least of being as dominant as they have been uh, and, and, and weren't expected by some people to get back this far because of the loss of Tyreek Hill. And... Now, it's a credit to everybody, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, the front office, for going out and, and sprinkling in all these options. Nobody came close to putting up Tyreek Hill numbers, but they had a lot of guys that contributed. And they still have Travis Kelsey, who's, yeah. who's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I think, again, this is going to be a very, very big Super Bowl for Patrick Mahomes, much more so than Jalen Hurts, I think, for all the great... Um, things that Jalen Hurts has done. People don't look at him as one of the guys that might threaten the greatest of all time mantle. And if Patrick Mahomes is ever going to catch Tom Brady, you can't squander these opportunities. Yeah, well, you this... still have the bulk of your career in front of you. Yeah, if you get there 
three times by the time you're 27 and you lose two of those first yep. three, you've really, I yep. mean, if, if that's the goal, and I, and I think it's an unstated goal for a lot of these quarterbacks now. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be a great quarterback if that thought didn't enter yeah. your mind. You cannot be a great quarterback without thinking you're the greatest quarterback on the earth. Mm-hmm. That's my belief. You have to honestly believe that. Anything stand out from the from the honors last night? Like we we went over it in uh, I believe it was a, a aside from the dress Kelly Clarkson was wearing, Stephen A. Smith's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, not the really. Dallas Cowboy dress. Yeah. Not really. Um, not Justin Jefferson wins Offensive Player of the Year. We had talked about that probably being the result. Geno Smith is the comeback player of the year. Not coming back from an injury, but coming back from just not. Being a backup, I I know he won it. He had a spectacular year. I'm not trying to smear the guy, but normally that that award is reserved for somebody who overcomes a little bit more than what Geno Smith had to overcome, and that was being handed the starting job because they traded their franchise quarterback. Yeah, and you know what? I guess it really kind of depends on how you uh, interpret the word comeback. Yeah. Yeah. Whether whether or not it was a temporary setback or, in the case of Geno Smith, I think it's just one of these, you dude, you, you never really got a second chance. Mm-hmm. And when you did, look at what you did with it. I don't know. I'm with you on that. It's, it's a little bit, it bends the definition a little bit. But at the same time, I don't have an issue with it because he was such a story in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Well, who else would you pick to put ahead of Geno Smith? Christian McCaffrey came back from severe injury. Um, there was, I mean, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley was also really good for a, for a good playoff team. Overcame injury. Right. Came back from injury. But, but, I, but I think the comebacks of those people are not surprising to anybody. The Geno Smith blew people's minds. Yeah. Yeah. And Christian, unfortunately, is I mean, often injured. There were a lot of people who picked Saquon Barkley as league MVP going into the year just based on his talk about yeah. how I'm coming back, man. I'm coming back. But also, doesn't the name comeback kind of insinuate uh, that you were really good once, <laughs> once before? There was something right. to come back from. Yeah. Well, so we're getting back to the definition of comeback. Yeah. Sarah made a good point, too, though. Christian McCaffrey, he'll be eligible next year or the year after. You know, they will have more chances to come back from injury. Don't worry. I hate it, but it's true. Jarrett just kept beating that drum all year long. Oh, they got the, the 49ers got Christian McCaffrey. Big deal. He's going to play in two games. Yeah. It worked out pretty yeah. well for them, Jarrett. Him and Bosa stayed healthy, and look how that's look how good they were. Yeah. Bosa yeah. won Defensive Player of the yeah. Year. Uh, Brian Dayball of the Giants, Coach of the Year. Right. And he was on the red carpet. He might be on the verge of losing his offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, to the Arizona Cardinals, potentially, if the Cardinals ever get around to naming I, I a coach. Think you can, I think you can mark that in stone. Yeah. I, I don't know where else the Cardinals would be going. Yeah, at this I, point. I don't I don't know either. But here was uh, Dayball on the red carpet sharing his thoughts about Kafka as a Cardinals coaching candidate. Yeah, first of all, he's a great person, great family man, uh, extremely bright individual. You know, played a quarterback position, Northwestern, learned under Coach Reed, and, and did a fantastic job for, for our staff this year. What do you think he could bring to the Cardinals that can, can kind of turn things around for them? Yeah, well, I just know he's a, he's a tireless worker. He's extremely bright. He's good with the quarterback. Uh, he, was a, he was a good person to have on our staff. That was uh, Tyler Drake from Arizona Sports. Was Tyler wearing a tux? Or did he I think have, it was the suit. Was it? It was a very sharp great. suit. Yes, he I, looked yeah. I didn't fantastic. see any of the video. Way to, way to go, Tyler. Yes. Uh, James Conner, Cardinals running back, sat down with Burns and Gambo yesterday. 
Has he done any uh, any research on the two candidates remaining, Kafka or Luana Rumo? Man, I don't, you know, I feel like once uh, we get somebody in there, then then you know I'll, I'll do do some some homework or whatever you call, right, you know, just right. figure out you know what we what we got, um, you know, because I don't know what you know which which ones are rumors and what's not. So I'm just kind of I know it's down to those two. That's what I've been hearing. So um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Whoever gets hired, we'll, then we'll do, we'll do some research. James Connor's a smart dude. Why study two candidates when only one of them's going to get hired? Great. Study the one that gets uh, gets hired. Well, and again, it's it, I mean, with all due respect to the question, do you think athletes really sit around obsessing, or veteran athletes really sit around obsessing about that? A young athlete, you you might be thinking, okay, who do I have to impress? That is true. A guy like James Conner is not even entertaining that thought. He's thinking That's valid. new guy has to impress me. That's yeah. valid. Right. Yeah, but you said it. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling the same way. Yeah. And if it's Tuesday. And it appears to be Tuesday, once the you smoke clears from all the Super Bowl festivities, that it's going to be Mike Kafka, who, when this whole thing started, wasn't even identified as a candidate for the Cardinals. I, right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And again, this is, um, I, I don't want to be a killjoy here, but again, the working definition of insanity tends to be the underlying theme of this coaching search. Are you surprised that they're waiting until after the Super Bowl yeah. instead of? I'm not a, a lot of people are surprised. Why wouldn't you just do it today? Yeah, Why use, wouldn't you do it yesterday? Yes. Use the fact that all this national media is in town to sort of make it part of the Super Bowl experience. Yeah, you would think that if there was a local team that would have capitalized on the presence of the Super Bowl in its own backyard, it would have been the Cardinals With in terms of news breaking. Yeah. It was the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, the Cardinals have had very little presence here based on years past. But then again, we're doing the morning, so that's unfair of me to say. I'm not here after 10, 15, 10, 30, so I don't know. But, it, it's, yeah. but in years past, if they had a coaching search, that would be part of the – it'd be part of the landscape. They would have signed a head coach, and they would have brought him through here, and he would have gone from – Table to table to table, uh-huh. spreading the brand. Yeah, I remember that, that year in Tampa when uh, when Dave McGinnis got the, the, the full-time job. I remember watching oh, Coach yeah. Matt go table to table to uh-huh. table, did about 40 interviews and got on a plane and flew back to Phoenix. Uh-huh. Extolling the virtues of Bird City football. Come on, they'd be out here spreading the brand. The joy. Who doesn't love Bird City? <laughs> Who doesn't? With the results of this year, is that going away? You think? No, no, no. That you can't, you can't, you can't wind that back. You just, <laughs> you just, you, you should. No, no put that toothpaste that. back in the oh, tube. You, no, <laughs> right. You might not draw a lot of attention to it. Yeah, you might let, do a, you might do a reunveil five, ten years from now, <laughs> under different circumstances. Oh, remember, remember that? Yeah, you remember that? Remember that? Yeah, that right. went away. Uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, a one-time Cardinals coaching candidate tried to clear the air of some rumors that were out there. Did he accomplish it? We'll explore next. It's uh, Bickley and Murata mornings. We're live from Media Road, Super Bowl 57. Media Row coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings with Canvas Annuity here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Meteor Row. 
That's Friday edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings, live on location, Media Road, Super Bowl 57. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, Sarah Cazell, Jared Carlin, taking you up uh, until 10 o'clock today. we got a lot of guests coming, a lot of football, a lot of basketball. Matt Hasselbeck from ESPN is going to join us. Tom Pelissero in the 9 o'clock hour from NFL Network. On the basketball side, we'll get the national perspective of trade deadline from Howard Beck from SI. And Eddie Johnson, Suns analyst, will join us at 8.30 today. Um, the big news from a couple days ago, from a football front, and especially here in Arizona where Cardinals fans are just waiting. <laughs> When's this coach coming? Uh-huh. Why has this been such a difficult, lengthy process for the Cardinals? And there's right. a lot of reasons why people are suggesting that might be. Kyler Murray among them. Terry Bradshaw was here as part of the Fox crew um, in a press conference and then sat down with some one-on-ones with some people. And talking with Vic Lombardi uh, from, from uh, the Denver media, he kind of opened up about um, Sean Payton getting back into coaching after a year at Fox, and he said, yeah, Sean Payton he didn't want to work with Kyler Murray, didn't want to work with Russell Wilson either, but didn't feel like he had a choice. He ends up in Denver as the head coach. Well, Sean Payton was making his way around media row yesterday. Sat down with uh, Kay Adams on her Up and Adams show, and, uh, yeah, he tried to clear the air. I think from Terry's perspective, I know that he would have felt better if I was coming back to Fox, and so there wasn't going to be anyone good enough in his eyes for me. He was going to look at it like, he's not going there, he's not going to go there, he's not going there. And I saw him last night, and I'm like, Terry, (laughs) I appreciate the kind words, but and I appreciate you waiting till after my press conference to completely blow the story up. When Kay finally wow. just asked him, hey, yeah. what did Kyler Murray ever do to you? I like Kyler Murray. My, my son is his biggest fan. After the interview, my son sent me a, a combination, like all his high school throws, college throws. I, I think um, the other day, Terry Bradshaw was interviewed. And so I love Terry. Like he's been that group that I work with has been amazing. I can tell you love them. But when Terry gets interviewed, like you just go, <gasps> you hold your breath. Okay. Because <laughs> you don't know what's going to come out. And then finally elaborated a little bit more on Kyler Murray. I think he's extremely talented, and I think they have some of the same challenges there that we have in Denver. I, I think they're they're very similar challenges. Culture in the building has to has to be better. Um, it just does. Two young coaches um, got away from him. It happens. Uh, thoughts? Did he did he clear the air sufficiently? I, I don't know. Did he convince I, anybody that I, it wasn't I, a Kyler Murray decision? I, I, listen, I, I don't know how to answer that, Vinny, because when I read about it, reading Terry Bradshaw's comments was a lot different of an experience than watching him say it. Sure. And there was a lot of off-the-cuff freewheeling going on from Terry Bradshaw when you watch it that makes you think, okay, how much liberty did he take here with it? I'm sure there was some element to Sean Payton. He might have expressed to Terry Bradshaw that was sort of hesitancy when it came to Kyler Murray. And I'm sure Terry Bradshaw, as an old generation quarterback, probably doesn't have a lot of love for the new generation quarterback. So I No, in that uh, same sit down he actually yeah. even referenced like what none of these guys are gonna have to sit around and do this kind of stuff like what he was doing. He's like yeah. the most I ever made was three hundred grand. So right. I think you're right on the money with that yeah, assessment. Yeah and so so I think to 
me, I, I don't know how much of what Terry Bradshaw said was was full-on reflective of what Sean Payton thinks. I do think there's something to it, Vinny. I, I, I think there'd be something to anybody taking over Kyler Murray based on the size and the personality and the injury history, that stuff. Those are legitimate concerns that anybody, if you didn't have those concerns, you'd be an idiot, right? Absolutely, and, and so and so I think I think that Sean Payton kind of did enough in that to kind of say the the whole point about my kids Kyler Murray's biggest fan kind of made it relatable. Like, okay, how much could he hate on his kid's favorite player? I, look, it, it's I I do think that Sean Payton did use the Arizona Cardinals. I I, I, I think, think so too. I think the Kyler Murray aspect of it all was just one part because also in that interview that you referenced, Sean Payton said something else very. Very, very important. He said that when you look at Denver and you look at Arizona, both of them have culture issues that yes. need to be addressed. Yes. That's bigger than the quarterback. Mm-hmm. The quarterback contributes to that culture, but that culture that it comes from top down in any organization, Kyler Murray is not, not at the top of the organization. Certainly. And that, and, and that even goes back to what Buda Baker said yeah. you know, recently Listen. about and he was concerned about not being prepared to play a season. I, I hope when the Super Bowl is over, we get the old Michael Bidwill back. I, I hope Michael Bidwill has been distracted and because watch him. He, he, he's off hanging out with every bigwig, every politician. He's with the commissioner. He's basically being a a welcome guy to the city of of Phoenix and, and, and the Valley. Okay, I get it. This is very important to you. It's very important to keep it here. It's getting rave reviews the way that downtown looks. Uh, the NFL couldn't be happier with the way downtown Phoenix looks compared to the way it looked 15 years ago. Yeah. Okay? Or even the last time it was here yeah. what, in, in 2015. So they could not be happier. But at the same point in time, I, I, I would like Michael Bidwell to have all that cleared off his plate and get back to this because – uh, th- this is of of concern to me. The culture it starts with him. Totally agree. Um, and there's a lot of work to be done. Another player, um, you know, that uh, there's questions about moving forward, and uh, that's DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver. Will he ask for a trade? Will the Cardinals attempt to trade him this off season? Uh, our Tyler Drake caught up with him for a second as well. And DeAndre Hopkins, look, the, the future is very unclear, but he has met at least with uh, the new general manager, Monty Austin Ford. We definitely talk. Uh, not not so much about my future, but we had a good conversation, which is good. And um, you know. So you can ask for it, man. You want to sit down and, and, and talk with, with the new gym. What was your first impressions of him? Uh, great guy. Great guy, man. Uh, he comes from a good background of, of, you know, organizations, and he's been around great people. He's oh. terrible. I can't read in anything to that. I mean, that's DeAndre Hopkins doing the veteran move and saying all the right things at this point of the offseason. I, I still don't think his future is in Arizona, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. We shall see uh, when that discussion with DeAndre Hopkins and Monty Austin Fort and probably Michael Bidwell happens about the future. That's a big that's a big team-affecting decision and also a huge financial decision, potentially, for this franchise. Yeah, and the idea that, um, again, if you're a veteran player, I, I don't understand, or I know, I completely understand the reticence that you have about what the what the immediate future looks like in Arizona. Because I, yes. I think everybody sees it. Everyone is bracing for another year much, much very similar to the one we just had. Yeah, and look, DeAndre Hopkins, go back to one of those early episodes of Hard Knocks where there was a lot of discussion. He is very aware and cognizant of what he wants his legacy to be. He wants to get one of those gold jackets. 
Your gold, your gold jacket resume becomes a lot stronger yep. when you got a Super Bowl ring yep. on as well. And if you look at the very near future, I agree with you. I think 2023 is going to be a very, very bleak year for the Arizona Cardinals in the win column. Uh, and that's without knowing. It's just the way it feels right now. Can, yeah. can they pull out of it this offseason? That remains to be seen. But DeAndre Hopkins is probably looking at the very near future here and thinking, well, I'm not going to get my ring here, so maybe I want to move elsewhere. Right. It just makes sense. Yeah. And and so the idea of, and I don't think that they could use this, um, at least in the current, they certainly couldn't build a bridge to convince DeAndre Hopkins to stay unless they, unless they gave him probably plans for who is the quarterback going to be at the start of the season and who my head coach is going to be so uh, my, my feeling on it has not changed at all i do think he's going to be moved yeah uh, so a lot to uh, keep an eye on, especially next week. Maybe it'll be the Cardinals week to make big headlines uh, next week. The Suns made them all this week. Uh, speaking of those headlines, we're giving you the chance to be among the first to get a new Suns Kevin Durant jersey. Just text KD to 620-620. Register to win a Phoenix Suns Kevin Dur- uh, Durant jersey. That's KD to 620-620. As we continue our coverage from Media Row at Super Bowl 57, brought to you by Canvas and New. We'll talk some football. Former quarterback, current ESPN analyst Matt Hasselbeck sits down with us straight ahead. Spickley and Murata mornings here on this Friday on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.